One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop. Thank you for taking the time out of your life to be part of what we're creating here, what we're putting out here. We got a great show for you this week. This is a, a subject that I hear about a lot. And I really want to give you guys as much as I can of my particular philosophy on life, right? And again, I'm at great pains to emphasize this for you guys. That doesn't mean I'm perfect, I'm floating on air. I just want you to know that this is the stuff that I use in my life to empower me, to empower those around me, and to live a life that goes beyond whatever past I might have had, whatever conclusions I might have come up with about myself or other people or life. Like, this is my philosophy, not only on life, but that I coach other people in and I write about and I talk about. So, this week, I want to talk to you about impact, right? Now, impact's a word that I use frequently, okay? And particularly with myself, when relating to myself and my own life. The everyday way that we use the word impact is generally in terms of the ways that we feel as if we're being impacted, okay? So if you look at your own life, if you think of your own life, if you think of your place of work, if you think of, you know, your past or your family or any of these items or society in general, when you think about impact, you're mostly thinking about how you've been impacted. So when you talk about your parents, you're talking about how you were impacted. If you talk about your siblings, you talk about how they impact you. If you talk about your place of work, you're talking about and complaining about why that sucks, why you don't like it, and the kind of negative impact that it's all having on you. If you take your car in for a service and it takes some longer to fix it than you thought it would, you complain about how you're being impacted. It goes on and on and on, by the way. Most of your complaints in life and you are a fucking complaining machine, by the way. And the quicker you realize that, the quicker you can get out of it. You're either vocalizing your complaints or internalizing them, but you are a fucking complaining machine. But it's all coming from a place of how you are being impacted by what's going on around you. Most of the self-help stuff that's out there is designed to empower you to deal with how you feel you're being impacted. And you'll notice I said how you feel you're being impacted. It's not how you're being impacted. It's how you think you're being fucking impacted. 
Okay, which is another conversation for another day. But anyway, let's deal with this thing called impact. And I never talk about impact that way, okay? And I want you to get this to your bones. Like, I never talk about how I'm being impacted. Never, okay? Never. Like, somebody could really be shitty around me. I'm not interested in how that impacts me. Mainly because how something impacts me, I have more of a say in that than most people feel as if they have a say in. So that's not how I relate to impact. I don't relate to how... And by the way, you talk about how fucking the weather impacts you negatively. I mean, just fucking everything. Every, like I said, every fucking complaint you have in life is about how something or someone is negatively impacting you. Like, you know, your fucking Starbucks order wasn't the way you wanted it. Like, that's, that's a surefire way you'll ruin your own fucking day by complaining about how the coffee tastes. So no, I don't relate to impact like it's an outside-in phenomenon coming from the outside and into me, okay? I don't relate to it that way. What I am interested in is my impact. That is, how am I impacting my own life? Now, even as I'm saying that, I can hear some of you already treating this in some unreal way. You see, look, I love to give you guys little examples, but as you know by now, don't get hooked on my fucking examples. Okay, the examples are meant to highlight something, not tell you the whole story. The whole story comes when you look in your own life and find a similar trait, okay? And then it gets real for you. Shit gets real. I should do a whole episode on how to read my stuff and how to listen to my stuff because that in and of itself is almost like a fucking art form, right? You need to really locate yourself in a certain spot to be able to get what I'm saying. Otherwise, you'll just be defending yourself mostly or outraged at me because of your lack of fucking critical thinking, which people do all the time. They get pissed off at me because they haven't done enough thinking around what I'm saying. And then they blame their lack of thinking on fucking me. <laughs> Which, okay. Anyway, so what I'd like you to start to get here is whatever you feel as if is coming at you in life, you would call that how you're being impacted, how this stuff is impacting you, okay? What you've never really got your eye on is your impact. Like your footprint. So I'll go back to that example, right? This that I was going to create for you. Let's say you order something online and you open it up and it's not what you wanted. And so there's no return label. There's no way to return it. So you're going to call them up. Now you might rightly feel, right? You might feel in a very you know, emotionally right way, not correct, but right that, you know, you're going to give these people a piece of your fucking mind. You know, this is the third time they've sent you the wrong fucking thing. And their incompetence is ruining your fucking life. 
or some other bullshit that you get yourself wrapped up in. So you get on the phone. You say, listen, I've been very patient with you guys. And this is not a cheap thing. This is a lot of money to me. This might be nothing to people like you, but to me, this is a lot of money. And I spent a lot of time and effort in getting this right. And my God, what does it take? I mean, to just take something off the shelf and fucking send it to me. Wonk, 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 wonk. Your complaint is all about how their actions are impacting you. But your eye is never on what? Yeah, your eye is never on how you're impacting them right now. And you don't care because you're fucking justified. And if any reasonable person heard your situation, they'd be like, yeah, that's fucking right, Chad. You keep going. No, Chad, shut the fuck up and get present to the impact you're now having on other people that you're having on the world. Get yourself keyed into who are you becoming now? Now, I'm including all of those that, you know, want to talk about your Toxic exes or your fucking parents or that fucking person from your childhood or your teens or that former boss of yours or that current boss of yours or walk, walk, a whole fucking thing, right? When you're in the middle of explaining, justifying, excusing your situation, talking about how you are being impacted, what's your impact? See, we don't live conscious of our impact. We don't. And by the way, I'm seeing it more and more in the world. People who maybe not be completely conscious of their impact, but they get enough of it to know that they're being an asshole and they don't fucking care. And their reasoning is, well, nobody else cares. Well, why should I? All right, well, now you're the fucking problem. I mean, you might even be justified with your situation, you might have some justification there, but you explain your own current self through the justification with taking no responsibility for who you are. Some of the most bitter, angry, resentful people I've ever met were once victims. Say it again. Some of the most bitter, angry, and resentful people I've ever met and fucking defensive by that we will defend their victimhood are those that were victimized. And they don't care how their anger or the resentment is impacting the other people in their life now. Because they're like, well, you don't know what it was like for me. And I had it really bad. All right, you might have had it really bad. I'm not I'm not ridiculing how bad you had it. But you need to wake the fuck up to what you're doing with that. Your past is not what was done to you. Your past is what you're doing with what was done to you. That's your fucking past, my friend. Who have you turned into? What's the impact you're now having? And if you are truthful with yourself and honest with yourself, you would see you're not breaking the chains at all. You're continuing the chain. You might have been a kid or a young adult or an adult. 
and been at the effect of other people's shitty behavior. And whatever impact that's had on you, you absolve yourself of being responsible for it now. You have it run through your life like a fucking Oklahoma thunderstorm. And you explain yourself. But you don't fucking change yourself. You just explain it. Am I being hard on you here? I don't know. Am I? Maybe. But the one thing you need to know as a listener, like my voice to your ears, I've got your fucking back in this. I'm just calling you out on it. I've got your back. And I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out on the impact you are having on this life now. What impact are you having with your parents? You're fucking complaining about the impact they had with you, though. But what impact are you having on them now? Oh, you're just shaming me. No, I'm waking you the fuck up. Who are you turning yourself into now? Remember, your past is not what was done to you, but rather what you've done with what was done to you. Who are you turning into? Impact is a far more powerful place to come from when you're actually starting to own, being cognizant of, being deliberate about the kind of impact you're out to make. Not the impact you're trying to survive, but you're getting lit up about who you can be in this world. The impact you can make you, my unfucked national, are a miracle of being. You can impact the quality of life. It's another reason why I don't fucking cut people out my life. I'm too busy influencing it. I'm a fucking phenomenon. I'm a phenomenon. I'm not a persona or a character. Just like you. The only difference between me and you is someone a number of years ago awoke me to the notion that I am a phenomenon. And that's what you need to get. You're a phenomenon. You're a phenomenon who has become accustomed to certain thoughts, feelings, emotions, moods, outlooks, triggers. You become accustomed to that shit. So you relate to all that stuff like that's you. No, all that stuff exists where you are. Oh boy, that was good. A little too deep for some of you. So I'm going to have to say it again. All that stuff, all those moods, all those outlooks, those emotional traits, those hooks, those triggers, all that stuff, all your behaviors. That's all the shit that shows up where you are. You've become so attached to it. You think all that stuff is you. Little wonder all you can do is complain about impact. Rather than the phenomenon that you are, the fucking miracle of being, and you're an endless, bottomless fucking well of being. Being what? Being whatever you fucking say. Being loving. Being caring. Being adventurous. Being bold. Being courageous. You have access to all of that right fucking now. Right now. 
Well, I don't feel that way, Gary. I, yeah, that's all the familiar thoughts, moods, outlooks. That's what shows up where you are. Doubt shows up where you are. It's not fucking real. It's not real. We get wrapped up in the petty complaints of fucking life. Life is an expression of who you are. You don't need to survive anything. You're creating shit. This week, this week of weeks, this week of all weeks, this is your chance to make an impact, to be so fucking funny. I hear that phrase all the time too. Be the difference. You don't fucking know what that means. Be the difference. Yeah, walk into your office and have it be a different place than it would be if you walked in there in your usual fucking automatic trance-like state. Be conscious. Be cognizant. Step into situations with something in mind that you would be someone, someone unique. Someone who takes a transformed view of things or a philosophical view of things. It's your opportunity when you realize you have had an impact. Listen, I'm going to give you the quick one, two, three. I mean, it's a lot of work what I'm about to give you, but this is the structure or the framework, if you like, of it. You come to terms with that you've turned out as a certain kind of persona or personality. That persona is designed to overcome the perceived impact of your life to this point. So that is the way life has impacted you. You have a persona to combat that. Being awakened is when you realize you've become that persona and that there's an unlimited potential still available untapped by you. But you'll never get to that untapped potential until you take responsibility for the impact your persona has had on others. I mean, if you have lived your life as a perennial victim, what do you think it's been like for people to live with that? If you have been living your life punishing your mom or your dad for your childhood, what do you think that's like? Not only for them, but your friends, your family, to watch you do that. People think, well, I don't punish them. I don't say shit. That's punishment. You're withholding yourself. Fuck's sake. Once you have taken full responsibility like you own and you've dealt with, with the people in your life, what it's been like for them to deal with you, then and only then do you have access to the greatness that's yet to come. Only then. When you can own, and I mean not just in the confines of your head, I mean actually with those people and own who you've been. With no blame, by the way, no shame, no guilt. You just own it. Like, I, I take responsibility for all of that. I take responsibility for the impact that I've had on you. And who knows, maybe your heart will grow a fucking millimeter enough that you might say you're sorry. Without justifying yourself. But, you know, I never knew and did that. Like, shut the fuck up. Stop. Stop. Own it. I can see who I've been. I can see how challenging that might be for you. Or I can see how I've disconnected myself from this, how I've blamed you, how I've held you to account. 
how I've become sad or suppressed or angry and I've blamed everybody instead of just saying, hold on a minute, I'm the one that's sad or angry or maybe I should just start owning this shit. Impact, impact, impact. Get present to your impact. Stop talking about how you're being fucking impacted. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to take our question from the nation. As usual, by the way, if you want to participate in a future episode, email me, connect at garyjohnbishop.com. You can leave a message on the hotline, or you can actually text the fucking hotline, by the way, your question, or your comment, or your idea for a future show, 646-450-3203. So you can leave me a voicemail, or you can text me there. And then you can also catch me at the website, okay, unfucknation.com. There's a little form, fill it out. We go through those forms every week. We pick out the best question and it might feature on a future episode. Who knows? And if you've already sent me a question and you're still wrestling with it, feel free to send me again. We get a lot of fucking questions, okay? This might be your week. All right, you guys, we're going to go on a short break. I'll be right back with a question from The Nation. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the second part of this week's show. This is the part of the show, of course, where we take a question from the nation. And I really feel as if this is a great question. I think this is an issue that haunts a lot of people, okay? So I'm going to get right into it. This question is from Lee, okay? And Lee says, hi, Gary. I seem to have a recurring problem in every relationship with my sincere hatred of my partner looking at other women. Lee says, I know this is natural and it doesn't automatically mean infidelity, but I can't help but look for it and get upset and secure when I see it happen, which is every time. From a man's perspective, why does this keep happening and how can I make this better? Should I become more confident? Should I be treating them better? It's ruining my relationships and most importantly, my self-esteem. It's making me see every woman as a threat. Okay. All right, Lee. So two things. You're going to need to go and deal with your relationship from, and it could be actually your mama or your dad, but you have a relationship with your mama and dad that has definitely got echoes of this upset in your life. So you need to go back. And really do the work, start to give some attention to your relationship with your mom and or your dad, okay? And this experience of being betrayed, okay? So that's really what this is about, is being betrayed. Also included in this, of course, is your relationship to yourself, which again, I can't keep going back to this book too many fucking times, but here I am again. And stop doing that shit, which was my second book. If you're in some way unclear about your 
personal relationship to yourself. You need to read that fucking book and study that book and think about that book and write about that book. What's going on with you isn't wrecking your self-esteem. It's exposing it. So to be in relationship is to be exposed. To be in relationship to another is to be exposed. I like that you're taking this on, Lee. I like that you're looking at this like this is my fucking problem. Far too many times in relationships, we make our insecurities the problem of our partners. Okay, so I like that you're doing this. A little thing that I'd, that I'd like to add on to all of this, that is you got to do the work on yourself. You got to look at what's the source of this. Where, where am I getting this from? Where have I taken this insecurity of self from? And you need to be at the heart of that. But I think you need to write it down. I think you need to really look at if you see your girlfriend or your partner looking at other people, I think what you need to really be saying to yourself, okay, What's the threat here? What's the first thought? And it's something along the lines of that they're going to leave you, that they're going to betray you, and that you are going to be left alone. Now, the interesting thing about all of that is that's also the case if you keep doing what you're doing. It'll keep going that way. Most personal development stuff out there will tell you some bullshit about finding the right person and someone who'll never do this or never do that or blah, 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 all of which is just horseshit. It's just horseshit. To be in love, to be connected to another human being is to be exposed to the potential that they might eventually go somewhere else. That's right. That's the same for all people. Not when you find the one Gary fucking bullshit fucking bullshit. You're still exposed to it. It still exists like a potential. Another way to come at this, Lee, is to get, to be in love, is to live with and eventually settle with that it might not last. That your relationship, you know, could have a shelf life. It's okay, you survive. You're not going to die. But also to be in love is to is to grant yourself and the other person you're in relationship with the freedom to be themselves. So that would include, by the way, in your case, Lee, finally taking ownership of your triggers, starting to own, yeah, this is what I do, and owning that it doesn't work, and not making that the problem of your partner, but rather an item that you have to bring in-house. And it's all an internal state, by the way. So you're basically indulging yourself. So whenever your partner looks at somebody else, you indulge yourself. You make it about you. You thrust yourself into the middle of the thing. And I get it. You know, look, I think for a lot of people, the idea of their partner looking in another direction is nothing to them. But for some people, something gets triggered some insecurity and some people's reaction to it is well fuck you and i don't need you and i'm you know blah 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 other people are indifferent to it other people are wounded and damaged by it all of which are reactions so when you find yourself in the middle of that reaction i'm going to ask you to like what is something you would do if you can set the reaction just to the side momentarily 
If you say you're committed to this person, if you say you love this person, what's an action that's consistent with that? Not your trigger. But what's an action that's consistent with that? But not to make up for something either. Not like, oh yeah, I'm hooked and triggered. I need to let this person know how much I love them. No, you don't. Not necessarily. You're not in competition with your own fucking triggers. You acknowledge them. You might say to that person, to your partner, yeah, I'm fucking hooked right now, but I'm not going to burden you with my hook. I'm triggered. You should be free to be yourself. And my hook, my trigger is mine to deal with and handle. The more you get it out in the open, you don't dwell in it. You acknowledge that it's there. And in the ne very next moment of time, you say to yourself, what's an action right now that's consistent with my commitment to this person? And, you know, you might say, I love you. You might say, it's my hook. It's my trigger. I get it. It's not your fucking problem. I love you. I got this. I know what's going on with me. A lot of what you're dealing with, Lee, is that you don't know what's going on with you. So more work, more work, more uncovering, more. Eventually, you'll get to the point where you'll see your hooks and your triggers are just trivial little fucking brain farts that you're either going to be run by or not. This is trivial bullshit. There you go. This is trivial fucking bullshit. You're a bigger human being than the sum of your triggers. You're bigger than that. You're not bigger than that when you're indulging it. Oh, you're looking at somebody. That means, doesn't mean shit. Doesn't mean shit. And as I said at the beginning of this, to expect that that, that there'll be nothing there, like, oh, yeah, I don't feel in it, is, is a bit of a stretch too, though. To be in love is to be exposed. But that's the fucking beauty of it. That's the greatness of it. That's what's magical about being in love. You are exposed. You are vulnerable. Vulnerable to what? To love. It's not always just fucking vulnerable to being hurt. Being hurt, being vulnerable, being in love, it's, it's all existing in a fucking spectrum. Love is love. Hurt is hurt. It's all vulnerability, though. So practice. Put yourself in that position more often. Build a thicker skin there like, yeah, this is bullshit. Practice, practice, practice that trigger. You'll get better. You'll get more facile at it. You'll get more empowered by it. But most of all, realize you're just bigger than this. And you got to keep reminding yourself of that. All right, you guys, that's it for this week. Thank you for being on the show. Don't forget to visit our store, unfuckstore.com. The new stuff is coming up, but we still have the classic Unfuck Nation logo on there and some brilliant fucking hoodies and t-shirts and cool shit. Don't forget to jump in there, check it out. And as usual, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Thank you. Have a wonderful week. And I'll see you on the flip side. <laughs>